And welcome, everybody, to episode 53 of the Regression of the Mean podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. We have got a Friday morning edition of RTM Fantasy. No Keegan today, but we have a special guest here. The man, the myth, the legend, Aiden Holler. Aiden, happy Friday, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Friday indeed. Uh, what a nice little special here we've got to kick off the weekend. Uh, jam-packed show for the people, so ready to get it going, Sean. What do we have in store today? It's been about two weeks since free agency has happened. The dust seems to be settling a little bit. Uh, the Texans signed a bunch of players that would be like rated 75 to 80 in Madden, so that's how you really know free agency is uh, in, in full swing here. Yeah, we're finally getting into the bargain bin. It feels like uh, the big moves, the big fish um, have really started to settle, and we're kind of starting to take shape into what uh, this new fantasy football season is going to look like. Yeah, we're at the point of the offseason where we're debating if Devin Singletary is going to hurt Damian Pierce's value and <laughs> if uh, Nico Collins is better than Adam Thielen. So that that's where we're at here in the, uh, the offseason. But dust has settled a little bit. We're still waiting on a couple trades. Somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers is still not a Jet. He's a criminal. I He's a criminal. <laughs> the Aaron know. show just it just won't end. We've stopped talking about it at least, so that's nice. So I think this kind of seems like that's done, like a done deal. But they're just waiting on compensation. An interesting trade happened this week. Kind of seems like the Jets traded Elijah Moore for a second round pick to send to the Packers in the Aaron Rodgers deal. That kind of seems like what, what what was happening there. Do you agree? Yeah, that does feel likely. With the additions of Lazard and um, I'm like Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. With the additions of Hardman and Lazard, it kind of felt like there was going to be an odd man out in that room. So flipping a three to a two, sending Elijah Moore out, you know, who's pretty publicly disgruntled in that wide receiver room, it sure feels like that pick is going to be in the Aaron Rodgers deal. Um, you know, there's reports they're asking for a one. Let's be honest, right. they're not getting that. So you've got to think that second round pick plus maybe something later Conditional. or a player is like is, a, is is yeah is probably something uh, yeah. that that deal is starting to take shape. Yeah, maybe a conditional pick, right? Yep. You know that, that yeah, something like. Um, kind of weird. The Packers didn't want Elijah Moore. Seems like he would fit decently well in that offense. But you know, maybe we're a little bit higher on Elijah Moore than the nfl is yeah i'm pretty high on him i i don't know is he wide receiver one there over dobbs or christian watson no. i don't know those are three young guys it's yeah. no. elijah moore just feels very untapped it's like you said like are we just higher on him yeah. than elijah moore actually is yeah. or is elijah moore gonna be a good receiver and we're gonna find that out in cleveland this year yeah. so i think that's a good landing spot for him yeah i agree and again outside of the elijah moore deal DeAndre Hopkins is still an Arizona Cardinal. We're still waiting on that domino. For now. That that For feels now. like a major domino, and it seems like the teams that are interested in acquiring him are Super Bowl contenders. So not only will that be really fun for fantasy purposes, oh yeah, pretty fun for the NFL purposes, it seems like the Bills are going to land him, which would be... It feels like the Bills, maybe even the Chiefs, is still a dark horse. I, I read as early as this morning that the Patriots are likely out, which is a huge sigh of relief for uh fantasy, for fantasy owners everywhere owners, yes. <laughs> as I don't want Mac Jones anywhere near DeAndre Hopkins for my dynasty stock. So let's go Buffalo wide receiver two next to Stephon Diggs and absolutely light it up. That'd be pretty fun. 
That'd be pretty. Yes, that'd be pretty damn fun. Okay. So yes, sir. That okay. So DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been traded yet, and we're still waiting on Austin Eckler. And if anyone has Austin Eckler in Dynasty or is a big Austin Eckler fan, I think we're all rooting for him to stay, stay. on the Chargers. Stay, 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 stay. Yeah, okay, but- that feels like by far the best possible outcome is they give him his money. He gives us another, you know, top three RB1 potential season again, and we can all take a sigh of relief. Did you see the videos of, like, him, like, he posted on Twitter of him working out, and he said another RB1 season loading? I'm like, our hero. He's so cool. What a hero. He gets it. He's one of us. He he cares about us. Like all the other players, are like we don't care about your fantasy teams. Where Austin Eckler is consistently like, I'm going to bat for you guys for fantasy championships this week. You're like, that's why I drafted you. Well, I'm rooting for Eckler to stay. I mean, I don't think there's a better landing spot. I mean, I I really don't. But how many teams actually throw to their running backs like that? I know Dal- he goes to Dallas or something. Maybe that's an ideal landing spot. Uh, I don't know, man. Just. But- Zab Tony P right in front of my face. I'm yeah, sorry. no. Let's. I'm sorry. Let's just stay there. Yeah, let's okay. just let's let's stay there. Let's pay him what he deserves, and everyone wins. Okay. But we're about a month out from the NFL draft, so teams right now, for the most part, are setting their personnel outside of maybe a couple one of these big trades, outside of maybe uh, a vet signing like Odell Beckham's still out there, like something like that, right? Which could have an impact, but a little bit more wild card for fantasy. So. Yep. It kind of feels like we have a clear, clear understanding of whose fantasy stock right now is up and whose fantasy stock is down. I think it's a good opportunity for us to take an assessment of where these guys are before the NFL draft. It allows us to move some guys up and down our board. It allows us to think, okay, maybe this guy's a fade for me. Maybe this guy's a priority target. The NFL draft can change a lot, right? But for the most part, this feels pretty settled. So, Aiden, after all of this has happened, I think it's time. I think it's time we go stock up, stock down. So, let's do this then. Okay, let's 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 do it. So, Aiden, what guy do you think has had his fantasy stock improve the most since NFL free agency started? The most. I think I'm going to go with Rashad Penny on this one to get us going here. I think Rashad Penny fell into the perfect situation in Philadelphia. He's shown time and time again, he is a quality three down back, averaging just shy of six yards a carry over his time in Seattle. A couple tough injuries and Kenneth Walker coming into the mix was was not ideal, but I think it's such a big win for both of those guys. Kenneth Walker has such a clear-cut you know, workhorse role there now in Seattle, and Rashad Penny... Behind that Philadelphia line and Jalen Hurts and company in the passing game, there is such a clear path to a thousand plus yards, you know, RB2 potential finish. I think, I think his stock is soaring this year. I'm going to be looking for stocking him anywhere I can yeah. in teams this year. Um, what do you think about Rashad Penny? I'm, I'm pretty bullish on him right now. It was one of my favorite signings of free agency. This is a guy who's, Always been hurt, unfortunately. But when he's been on the field, like you said, it's just been an absolute monster. He Beast. What would we say? I'd say a large human who's also very fast. I'd say that's how I'd describe what Rashad Bay. Yep. <laughs> um, the Eagles offensive line, the best in the business. I don't know if you saw, they just re-upped Lane Johnson. So, I mean, he's going to be there for at least like three, four more years. So that's awesome yep. for them. That continuity. 
He's going to be involved in that read action running game. He's not really a receiving running back, so it's a really good fit because Jalen Hurts isn't going to dump the ball off to running backs. He's just going to go get those yards himself with his feet. It's like it's exactly. a really good stylistic match. Uh, and, yeah, if he can stay healthy, he can stay healthy. But this is the type of move that Howie Roseman and the Eagles front office is going to do. They're going to look for value. They're not going to overpay on a position that they don't think is premium. And they're going to bring in someone with all the talent in the world that has injury concerns. You know, they might draft somebody in the third, fourth round, but I don't think anyone immediately is going to hurt Rashad Penny's draft stock. And no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think this is a great signing for everyone involved. Prove it deal for Penny. But he doesn't have a ton of carries. He doesn't have a ton of miles on him because of these injuries. But the injury list yep. is is intense. You know, he broke his legs, torn his ACL. Um, it's, 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 it's starting to add up a little. It's It's getting longer than you'd like. We're talking one season, right, in redraft next year. You're going to take Rashad Penny, what, in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, depending on where his value settles, maybe the seventh. That, like, five to six range I'd feel comfortable doing, and it could be an absolute steal. It's There's just such a clear role for him to get a handful of targets. They're going to be in the red zone often. If Jalen Hurts isn't getting pushed in at the one-yard line, like, there's a lot of opportunities for him to score and score often, in my opinion. Kenny Gainwell, too, you know? It is Kenny Gainwell. He looked good at the end of end of last year. He looked good in the playoffs. Yep. Rashad Penny's always hurt. <laughs> so yeah. it is a sharp move to be in on Gainwell as well. Uh, it, it, yeah. I think it, it's, it's a good move. That's a nice little cuff. Yeah. That's a nice little cuff. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I think in terms of just stock price appreciation, yeah, Rashad Penny's stock absolutely up, soaring up, up. considering you know, if he lands on the – commanders he's like a 12th round pick so now he's uh, on the eagles that's a, so yeah, yeah that's, that's a disaster that's, that's a great one um in terms of my favorite stock up so far i gotta go with dak prescott man i, I know that sounds crazy and immediately you're not gonna think like oh so dak prescott you're drafting above of like joe burrow right like I, i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is that dak prescott in the divisional round last year was throwing the ball to cd lamb Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, Michael Gallup still recovering from his ACL on one leg, and the ghost of T.Y. Hilton. It's uh, it's, it's not that great, Aiden. It's not it's great. Really not that's, that great. That's tough. That's that's tough considering that he used to have Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb. So next season, Dak Prescott is now freed from the shackles of Ezekiel Elliott. He's gone. So maybe Dak Prescott will have a more efficient, better running back to throw to on a consistent basis. Maybe Dak Prescott gets more QB sneak touchdowns, right? Then now he's going to be throwing to Brandon Cooks, who's that perfect flanker wide receiver to complement CeeDee Lamb. He's going to have Michael Gallup, I'd say, like fully recovered from this ACL injury. If you look at Michael Gallup's contract and how they structured it, they barely paid him anything last year in terms of guaranteed money because yep. I don't think they were expecting him to contribute that much post-ACL. So this it's is a, like tough ask. a big year for Michael Gallup, who I think is a great wide receiver in the role that he plays. Healthy Gallup. CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks is an awesome trio. Now, they did lose Dalton Schultz, but this gives them an opportunity to maybe replace Schultz in the draft as one of these dynamic rookie tight ends. Maybe they draft B. John Robinson. I don't know. But I think <laughs> I think Arrow is up for this entire offense. And like I said, do I think Dak is going to be better than Joe Burrow next year? Probably not. But Joe Burrow is going to be a fifth-round, sixth-round pick, or Dak Prescott's going to be like an eighth- or ninth-round pick. And he's the guy. He's a guy that if you wait at quarterback next year, I think he's going to be really good, and I think he's going to pay off well. And instead of having to draft, you know, a sexual predator into Sean Watson, 
you could just take Dak Prescott, all around good guy, and they're going to do very similar Boom. stuff. So I, I think it's a win-win. Again, I don't know if his stock is going to scream up draft boards on underdog and best ball or it's going to scream up and redraft, but I think a really smart move next season is going to be drafting Dak Prescott. Like if you don't get your Mahomes, you don't get your Allen, like you kind of just wait, Prescott's going to be there, and I think he's going to be a great value because of these additions. But what do you think about the uh, addition? Because, again, Brandon Cook's stock up, too. I mean, he's this is really ideal for him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've got uh, – I had Dak slash Brandon Cooks on my list as kind of a package deal there in terms of stock up. I think, like you said, that offense was missing a true second target. There was just something missing. C.D. Lamb, awesome year, especially down the stretch once Dak returned. It's like that's a bona fide wide receiver one in that offense, but – the absence of Amari Cooper and Gallup not being fully up to speed was was really a huge hit and felt like that offense ran out of gas. So Brandon Cook sliding in as that wide receiver two, finally being freed from Houston and a fully recovered Michael Gallup. This is going to be a really fun offense. And like you said, Dak is probably the biggest beneficiary here is like it just feels like all the pieces are in place again. They're going to add more in the draft because Jerry Jones is a sicko, and it's he, like he's just ready to roll. They're going to take an RB or a tight end, like you said. There's probably another piece coming into that offense. But that's going to be good value there with Dak Prescott. That's, in my opinion, going to be one of the safer picks in terms of, like, that's going to be a top five or top ten offense. And Dak Prescott, you know, he's he's the guy that runs it. So, in my opinion, that's a safe QB pick later on once you miss out of those true, you know, bona fide QB ones in that tier one where Dak Prescott's going to be sitting there, maybe cuff it with one of those wide receiver you get. And I, I think you're sitting pretty. Cowboys fans, cover your ears, but they're a dark horse Super Bowl contender. The <laughs> NFC is weak. The Eagles aren't going to be as good as wide they were open. last year. The 49ers wide don't open. have a quarterback. You know, like it's, It is wide open, and that offense yeah. is going to be good. I think the only person that can stop Dak Prescott next year is going to be Mike McCarthy, who's calling the plays, which is... We'll see. Makes me a little nervous to get super excited about Dak because of Mike McCarthy, but we can't control that. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of stock down, it's not all good stuff, unfortunately. I wish we could just focus on the good stuff. Someone whose stock has just absolutely cratered. Imagine you bought it three, four years ago and it's an all-time high and you're like, I got a blue chip investment here. Turns out, you know, it's Silicon Valley Bank and the Silicon Valley Bank of fantasy football uh, right now is uh, is Ezekiel Elliott, man. This is this is tough for Zeke. I, yesterday we got a tweet from Adam Schefter saying Zeke had <laughs> narrowed down his list of teams to the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Jets. And I'm thinking, wow, Zeke's got a good market, Aiden. These are Zeke's wanted. These are all Zeke's pretty wanted. solid landing spots. They all probably see the value in Zeke on a cheap deal, maybe be their goal line back. You know, he's a good blocker. You know, it all works. And then a couple hours later, someone close to the Philadelphia Eagles organization comes out and says the Eagles have never spoken with Zeke. <laughs> and that this this was more of a wish list. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, it's, wow. It's tough being all, a running back in today's NFL. It's just like Zeke a couple years ago was <laughs> such a slam dunk first round pick. And now it's like. I don't even want to look at him. I don't care where he lands. It's just like I am I am not touching it with a ten foot stick. It's like I don't oh, want it. Geez. I don't want it. 
Zeke rushed for 1,300 yards three times in his first four seasons, and he would have been four if it wasn't for that suspension that he had. He was a two-time All-Pro in his first three years, and he's now at the point in his career where he's making up fake girlfriends who go to other schools, so he's not embarrassed to tell his buddies that no one likes him. Yeah. Oh, you don't know her? My girlfriend? She she goes to uh, the school across town. Super cool. Super. This guy was a fourth-round, fifth-round pick last year. Like, just last year, he was a fourth-round, fifth-round pick. He's going to be a third-string running back in the NFL next year. It's Yeah, it's pretty sad to see. Um, that stock is down, down, down. If you still hold him in Dynasty, like, you're not getting anything for Ezekiel anymore. That is, that's a guy that you might be cutting in a year or two, and, and you're not getting anything back. Like, best-case scenario, he latches onto a good team, and he's a goal linebacker. Like that falls into... Yeah. Eight touchdowns, yeah, maybe. That's you the know? best case scenario. Like, yeah. the role that Damian Harris is going to have for the Bills would have been best case scenario. But I think the issue with Zeke versus Damian Harris is that Damian Harris has some juice, and Zeke is just a corpse, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Not ideal. Not ideal. Outside of Zeke, who's somebody that stock is way down for you? Um, I'm going to save one for you, which is an absolute no-brainer. I'm going to talk about someone who is also just completely out of juice, in my opinion, who yeah. we've also spoken about, and it's Adam Thielen. Oh, jeez. Um, his, his bank account this is up. His bank yeah, account is way up. It's, it's like it's time to take old Yeller out back. Adam Thielen going into his age 33 season. is going from wide receiver, wide receiver two in an offense with Kirk Cousins, who by no means is some elite quarterback, but you know, absolutely feeds that passing attack, you know, for the last couple of years with the exception of last year has done very well by the means of Adam Thielen. And he's now going to Carolina and is expected to be the wide receiver one with CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, um, Anthony Thielen at age 33 or even before age 33 was never a wide receiver one. And to be expected at this age with a rookie QB, um, I'm not touching Adam Thielen. There is no amount that you could pay me. There is, like, he's no longer draftable, in my opinion, to where I'd feel good about holding him. Um, does he get volume in that offense? Absolutely. He's he's likely going to get a ton of volume. Will that equate to anything in terms of fantasy relevance? Um, I have a hard time believing that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Adam Thielen? I know, uh, I know you're very high on him. No, I've I've been pretty anti. <laughs> uh, if you follow us on TikTok or follow us on Twitter, and I've gotten people, the angry Minnesota fans, tweeting at me. It's like, listen, Adam Thielen's had a wonderful career. I mean, I think he was an undrafted free agent. At, he's like a Minnesota homegrown kid. Yeah, yeah, he's a local kid. He's been doing it for close to a decade. He he had a run there. In 2017, 2018, he was one of the best receivers in all of the NFL. Yeah. 1,200 yards, four touchdowns, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. He's been super banged up since 2019, missing a ton of time. With He's in his 30s. He's, that happens. In, He's in his 30s. In 2020, again, he was a league winner for a lot of people because he had 14 touchdowns. He... He scored a ton of touchdowns. He's had a great career. But if you start to look at his efficiency numbers, like yards per route run, which is a stat I reference all the time. Again, how many routes do you actually run with how many yards do you actually get? And he he had one of the worst yards per route run in the NFL for anyone that gets like real run. He averaged like 1.08 yards per route run, which is is bad, dude. It is is not good. It means he's running a ton of routes. And 
I think best case scenario for Adam Thielen last year is basically having the season that he just had. Like 70 catches, 716 yards, six touchdowns. Now, I've heard some theories from really smart people that say that Thielen may get moved back into the slot more. So it might be a little bit easier for him to create a little separation and get yards. But again, yeah, he's a great route runner. Best case scenario is he gets he gets like 800 yards, I think, and maybe catches and I like, feel like eight th- touchdowns. Yeah, that feels like a, a generous ceiling. But yeah, that feels like a pretty fair evaluation of kind of a best case scenario, which for fantasy purposes, that's not doing you a whole lot of good. He, he's probably riding your bench and he's maybe filling in on a buy for you or you're injured, you're banged up. I don't think I'll be hitting the draft button for Adam Thielen, but I think in real life, great. I will great, not. Great signing. Oh, great. Dude. And, and he's had a great career. Yeah. No one's taken away what he's done, you know, but it's like, it's that point in his career and this new situation where it's, this is no longer um, a want of mine. Another guy who's had a great career, whose stock is cratering, is Mike Evans. Mike Evans. I was pulling some stats up, Aiden. Mike Evans came into the league in 2013. Let me see. Actually, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Mike Evans comes into the NFL. Let's see. 2014 is his first year in the NFL. Mike Evans has not finished outside of the top 24 in PPR once in his career. He has been a wide receiver two or better every single year of his career, which is he, insane. He's so underrated. It's like I I don't get like why people aren't consistently higher on him and putting in that conversation of, you know, like the best receiver. Like he's probably on a Hall of Fame pace at this point. Like hundred percent. He's consistently produces. But to your point around the cratering, Baker Mayfield oh, no. is going to ruin him. Oh no. And they're there's really no nice way to put this. He, Mike Evans is in danger. Um, I, <laughs> I'm in danger. I, Chuckles. I'm, I'm in danger. danger. I, I'm in danger. Like, I think Chris Godwin doesn't take as big of a dip because of the style he plays with some of the more short to intermediate stuff. But when you look at Mike Evans, you know when you get those forty point weeks because he's hitting two forty yard touchdowns, like that. That doesn't feel like an option anymore with Baker Mayfield. Like those those boom games just don't feel likely anymore. And like you said, for that reason, I where where do you think he where do you think he goes this year? Oh, that's tough because I think there's this factor of we don't know if Kyle Trask is any good. So maybe because Baker's not playing the full season. Like there's. There's he's going to start, no you would think, He's going right? to start. I think he'll start. Yeah. It, it, but by I all think accounts, he gets benched as well. Yeah, He kind of rehabilitated his image with the Rams a little bit. So by all accounts, Baker has a little bit of juice or at least a little bit of equity right now in NFL locker rooms. Um, but, oh, dude, I don't know. Like, look at these numbers. Baker's had true, like two true wide receiver ones that he's thrown to in his career. Right? He's thrown to OBJ and he's thrown to DJ Moore. So here are DJ Moore's stats with and without Baker, Baker Mayfield. DJ Moore's averaged 13 fantasy points per game without Baker Mayfield. Pretty good. That's pretty damn good, Aiden, when you say 13 points per game. That's a good game. Yeah. DJ Moore averaged 7.5 fantasy points per game last season when Baker Mayfield. He's a criminal. He's an absolute criminal. OBJ in his career without Baker Mayfield, 19.2 fantasy points per game. Pretty good. Oh, I don't want to hear this. Pretty good. 
OBJ averaged 11.3 fantasy points per game with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Now, again, OBJ had injuries, right? Rehabbing. He's not the same player as he was at the beginning of his career with the Giants. The data skews a little bit. But th- those are two really good wide receivers that have just cratered with, with yeah. Baker's quarterback. No, he's a wide receiver one killer. It's I'm not touching. I'm likely not dabbling in that offense whatsoever, aside from Godwin, if it's at the right price. Um, it, but Mike Evans, unless you take an – like, unless it's an absolute slot. Um, the, the only I don't way, have a ton of interest there. The only way I feel a little bit better is if Will Levis falls. There's some talk that Levis falls in this draft. That'd be fun. If Levis ends up on the Buccaneers, again, is Levis like going to light it up some superstar? I don't know. But you've compared him to like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill More than was able to get the ball prime. to Corey oh, yeah. Davis and A.J. Brown, no problem. So Absolutely. I would feel a little bit better about that. I don't know if Kyle Trask is good. Anyone that says he is, uh, I, is probably his parents, right? Like, how would you know? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Um, my guess is that he isn't. That's my guess. Now, I could be wrong, but my hunch is, is like Godwin may be fine because of volume in the slot. Godwin's also younger, year removed from his ACL injury. But the fact that both of them exist with baker mayfield makes it really hard yeah i'm i'm fading that uh baker mayfield no thank you um if mike evans puts up another thousand yard receiving season with baker as his quarterback give him the golden jacket like, uh, yeah that is him. that is that's the final that's the final boss give it officially give yeah. it to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right i have one more stock down but uh, we've been a little negative. Why don't we turn the corner here? Let's talk about guys that we're feeling good about drafting next year. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's get one more. Well, let's get another stock up. Who do you have? Let's do Who's it. Um, so I know you guys have already talked about this one a bit, especially with Keegan. Um, Garrett Wilson's got to be one of the biggest offseason winners, assuming that this Aaron Rodgers deal goes through. With the quarterbacks of Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White last year, he still went for 83, 83 catches, 1,100 yards, and four touchdowns. There's pretty much no excuse why Garrett Wilson isn't a wide receiver one next year with Aaron Rodgers. It's like there is such a clear path to that, and I think he is going to go rather high. In drafts this year, probably looking at, what, a second rounder? And in redraft formats, I think second, maybe third at the low. And if he's there in the third round, you better be absolutely sprinting with your draft card to your commissioner because that's silly. But in my opinion, Garrett Wilson, it feels like absolutely primed for a wide receiver one uh, breakout season and really solidifying himself in that, you know, tier of up and coming young wide receivers. Who I, I am excited I'm trying to rack my brain. Is there an example of, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing in an offense with Nathaniel Hackett as his offensive coordinator, throwing to an incredibly talented receiver wearing the number 17, where Alan Lazard's the wide receiver too, and they have a shifty, small slot wide receiver like Randall Cobb or McCole Hardman? Is there, do we have an I, example of that? In, in a, I think I've in a, seen this movie before. Okay. I, I think I've seen this movie before. I, I think so too. And we're making the comparison to Devontae Adams. I just think it's just such a slam dunk to compare, you know, Wilson with yeah. Adams. Really yeah. comparable tacticians, route runners, really skilled players. I don't care that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to throw the ball to young players. This is Garrett Wilson, all right? He's, it's it's Garrett Wilson. Like yeah. that is his wide receiver one. He is 
he's going to force feed him the rock. He's always open. Like he, he's going to get the ball. He's going to get probably 10 targets a game. What do you think? Like it's going to be, it's going to be a very good opportunity for Garrett Wilson. Devonte averaged 11 targets per game from 2018 to 2021. Yep. There. Yeah. It's like there, there's no reason why Garrett Wilson doesn't command that same target share. There's just no reason. It's so exciting. The year one to year two jump. Garrett Wilson's ability to beat any type of coverage, man, press man, zone. Aaron Rodgers, I think, will rebound. It's a better offense. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's, That's going to be a good offense. I think so, too. I, I think That's it'll be a really good offense. I, I think it'll be a good offense. Hopefully, Rodgers is uh, taking his offseason a little more seriously than he did last year. Uh, he, was in a, he was in a darkness retreat, so... It's fine. Not very serious. I don't even know about that. Is, <laughs> is he just working out? Because I heard he showed up to camp a little bit, you know. Oh. Yeah, out of, out of shape. Uh, that was one of the issues that he had. But I, I think it's hard not to look at this and see, okay, even if they sign OBJ, which is a possibility, right? You're penciling on 160 to 180 targets for Garrett Wilson. And I just don't know how he doesn't absolutely smash. Smash. Yeah. With, with that kind of it- volume. It feels like a slam dunk pick. I'll uh, I'll be looking to get my hands on Garrett Wilson and um, at at least one of my leagues this year. Do you think he's a dark horse to finish his wide receiver one? <sighs> dark horse. I'm not saying like a favorite here. I'm just saying. Yeah, like it. It's not out of the realm of possibilities given like the target potential and what he's shown last year with, um, you know. A poor QB cast, to uh, put it nicely. I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. Do I think he's going to jump guys like JJ or Chase or even Cut coming back? No, but he could. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'd feel better penciling him in as like a top five guy and like putting you know my money there. But like you said, he gets 160, 180 targets and he stays healthy. Aaron Rodgers plays at you know the MVP level that we've seen him play at. It is. Extremely possible. It's tasty. It's t- yeah. It's these year two wide receivers. It's looking really solid for them. It, it's it's looking. Yep. You know, Chris Olave looks like a huge stock up. I am really yeah. I had him on my him. board too. Actually, yeah. that uh, Olave looks really exciting. Drake yep. London looks really exciting. Hopefully, I think we're a year away from them figuring out who their franchise quarterback is. But Heineke Ritter yeah. is much better than. Than Marcus Mariota, Mar- Mar- which is just yeah, that's sad. You know that was a that was a sad experience uh, <laughs> experiment there. You, you've got Traylon Burks too, who you know maybe they draft somebody at eleven. Doesn't really seem like a variable pick. Yeah, but that feels like a year way too. But like he's so talented. He's it's talented. Like I'd, and what's the I'd love to com- see? What's the target competition? Right, he's kind of just... like he he's the clear cut dude yeah. there. You know, it, like. A lot of these guys, I think, aren't seeing a lot of increased competition coming into the building or getting no, an upgraded quarterback, which is pretty ideal. And you, you, you brought up Alave. Like, what makes you really excited about Alave? It's the Derek Carr deep ball for yeah. me. Or, well, it's just Derek Carr in general. Um, Andy Dalton was actually a lot better than people thought last year. He like, was. like pretty like league average quarterback. Like, he was fine. Like. There were bigger problems on the Saints roster than Andy Dalton. Like he no wasn't line. taking them to like championship levels yet. There were bigger problems at Andy Dalton, but Derek Carr, especially with the deep ball accuracy, I think is going to be a huge boost for Chris Olave. I think again, he should go for over a thousand yards. He's gonna have a couple of those just 
big time plays, 50, 60 yard bombs. He is so slippery when he gets to the back end of the secondary. Like, yeah, I think he's going to have a couple of those bombs with Derek Carr, which are going to be awesome. It's kind of a match made in heaven with his skill set and Derek Carr, I think. We just saw Derek Carr feed, force feed Devontae Adams 180 targets. So I feel yep. pretty confident that Derek Carr is good enough to have Chris Olave smash. I guess I'm curious, Olave or Wilson? Uh, for me, it's got to be Wilson. Um, but I don't think like I don't think they should be far off yeah. on on your big board. I like if you've got a lave more than you know five, ten slots on your wide receiver rankings behind Wilson. Like I th- I think that's a problem because um, he showed talent wise like one at Ohio State, one last year. Like they look like one A and one B. You know, flop them on other teams. You know it. It's really just situation for me with, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers' potential over Derek Carr is, um, it's really just a situation for me with Wilson. Okay. Another stock up for me, Skymore and Kadarius Tony. I'm kind of bucketing them in the same group because I can't commit to one or the other. <laughs> but I, I just can't. But Juju Smith-Schuster, who people give a lot of shit, was pretty good. For the Chiefs last year, I mean, he he definitely played especially his role. down the stretch. He 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 played really well during the second half of the season he, in the he playoffs. Had, he had some juice. He, he was oh, able yeah. to separate. Was able to beat zone. He he had some good yak ability. Like he played really well. Now again, was he supported by the best ecosystem in all of football with Patrick Mahomes? Of course, of course. But given the circumstances, he played pretty well. And if he looked really good. I think it is a really strong possibility that one of Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony is going to jump up in the you know top twenty four wide receivers in the NFL in terms of fantasy. They take Juju seven point two targets per game. Maybe you split them in half. I don't know, but these Maybe guys five two yeah five five and five each for these guys, and yep. both of these guys have home run hitting ability. Both of these guys are great after the catch. Both have some inconsistencies. Kadarius Tony is. Um, a walking inconsistency, to say the least, and that's yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Sky Moore wears the number twenty-four, so what are we doing, Sky? But outside of that, I think both of these guys are young. Both of these guys are good. Both of these guys have some juice, and just one of them is going to have to stick, right? And when you pair that with Patrick yep. Holmes and Andy Reid, you're looking at someone who could be electric. So I guess my question for you, Aiden, which one would you rather have next year? Um, so I'm going to go on just like higher ceiling. Um, and I'd probably go Tony personally, but I think it is far riskier in terms of the two. Um, if I had to say like who has the safer floor is probably sky more if I had to guess. Um, but I think like league winner potentially would probably be Kadarius Tony. His skill set is, is so unique to where like, um, he's no Tyree kill, but to imagine him playing, a type of role where, you know, he's getting jet sweeps, he's catching these bombs, you know, he's kind of just all over the place, matchup nightmare. I see that in Kadarius Tony. If you're going for, like, real boom potential, it's Kadarius Tony. I think um, there's far more potential to, like, really break out and, like, potentially be, you know, like a wide receiver too. Whereas I think Sky Moore, um, higher floor, but I think the ceiling is far more limited with his skill set. Um, but again... Who knows? They're both extremely talented, and it feels like we really haven't even really tapped into either of their potential yet. You know, it, they both really started to come on stronger in the season with some of the injuries to their wide receivers. So um, we'll see. But I think, regardless, like you said, 
stock is certainly up for both of them. With Juju and Hardman gone now, there are there's a lot of targets to go around. Do you have any other stock ups before I go to my last stock down? I was just gonna say Justin Fields. But I don't feel like his his stock in terms of fantasy really moved. I think he's probably already in there in that QB five to eight in terms of fantasy. Um I think this helps him more as like a NFL quarterback in terms of his stock. Like there's officially no excuses. Like he needs to make the jump to be thrown for about 3,500 yards this year. And, you know, the rushing numbers are going to dip. Um, I don't want Justin Fields running for 1,000 yards. Like, that's never who he was before the NFL, and I don't think that's what he'll be this year. I think if he's, you know, clocking in at 3,500 passing yards and, you know, six, 700 rushing yards, that'd be, that'd be my ideal situation now. But with DJ Moore and Tanyan, like, that offense is more than serviceable. Add in Foreman there to replace Montgomery. Um, that's at least a league average offense. There's there's no excuses for QB one, but I think yeah, from a fantasy perspective, I think it raises probably didn't move the needle much. You know, maybe up. Yeah, I. Yeah, but like in terms of like your rankings, um, I think he was already kind of clear cut as you know, QB five, six, seven, eight, depending I've on where you want to slot him after that. You know. Like those, like core four at the top. Yeah. Okay. Because of the rushing upside, uh, purely. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's really tempting to put him in front of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, and I think he could outscore those guys. I think Jalen Hurts, coming off the year he had, it's going to be really hard to continue the rushing touchdown efficiency. Completely. It's going to be really hard to repeat that kind of season you just had. <clears throat> but it's really hard to put him yeah. in front of those guys. I. Just, I think to the Garrett Wilson point, like, I don't think it'd be crazy if Justin Fields finished his QB1. Um, we've no, we've shown, like, the last couple of years, like, we've shown, like, the rushing upside with these QBs, like, it completely propels them. It's just, what is his passing volume look like and what does his passing efficiency look like? Because, like you said, like, the, the attempts are going to go up. The attempts are clearly going to go up. The line's going to be better. He's got better weapons to where, like, he's going to be they're going to be throwing more. There's no way around that. It's just a matter of what does that look like? If he can get to 3,500 yards through the air, he could he could have a monster season for fantasy purposes. Year two to year three jump, better infrastructure, better offensive weapons. Hopefully we feel better about calling plays yep. for him. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about Justin. This is a very pro Justin Fields we, podcast. As, uh, we like Justin staff. Fields in this household. very... Yes, we do. I, I still can't believe the Niners, Niners <laughs> didn't draft him. But here we go. Sam Darnold, baby. Okay. Um, speaking of Russian quarterbacks that have crazy upside, who Uh-oh. have kind yeah. of had their careers take a bit of a turn. I mean, stock down has to be Lamar. What Jackson, are they doing? What are they doing, he's, man? He's one of my favorite players in, in all the NFL. But this Lamar contract situation has been super weird. Like they floated out this name that sounded fake. What was it? Ken Francis is is negotiating with the NFL teams and the NFL PA is what? What have you heard about yeah, this Ken like, Francis thing? Like a it's like a spoof. Yeah, like this guy is trying to like make calls to negotiate as Lamar. The whole situation has been just like really ugly. Like it's just I've got a weird taste in my mouth. Just like the like how public Bizarre. it like it. He's kind of just getting dragged through the mud a little bit. Like. And all he's done is produce, produce, produce with close to nothing around him year in and year out. I don't know. It's like, 
he's just not getting his flowers whatsoever. It's yeah, and and to your point, like, what if the Ravens done this off season to make Lamar feel like, wow, like this is a better team? For me. Like they haven't added a single they can't. piece. Because they're they can't because they don't know how much exactly. they're paying. Their it's like, are we paying it's... you? You know, fifty, sixty million. It's like, but yeah. Yeah, even if they bring him back, Dude. it's, you know, I I know we were talking the other day. It's like, it's the same exact offense. The, yeah, if you really loved the 2022 Ravens what, offense, you're yeah, going to love the Wait till you see offense. what we've got in store for you. It's like, Mark. I mean, the the bull case is you got J.K. Dobbins a year after the, yeah. the major knee injury, right? You, you've got Gus Edwards a year after the major knee injury. Um You've got Rashad Bateman coming off of his list Frank injury. Rashad Bateman's basically receiver Trey Lance. Like we we don't know what if is he's good he? Or yeah, not. his uh, breakout game last yeah, he, year he could be really wow. good. That was special. special. That was special. We're the, we, yeah, Vince McMahon meme. You got Devin Duvernay who broke his foot too. You've got Mark Andrews who was banged up all last year. Like I, Isaiah Likely. Like this offense is weird. Now they did bring in a new offensive coordinator. Who's got some juice? The guy who was uh, Todd Mockin, who was the offensive coordinator for Georgia, who was doing a pretty good job. But the lack of weapons is concerning. Extremely. The fact that this regime is, yeah, this regime is probably going to take a wide receiver in the first round. How has that been working for them? Not, not great. Um, and Lamar thing is it's bizarre. really weird. They it's want really him, weird, man. But they don't want to pay him. They're kind of dragging him through the mud. He doesn't have an agent. It's just isn't good vibes and he may be fine next year it might be special lamar yep. like lamar is he's just lamar. a freak but in terms of how my how i feel about lamar and the ravens right now at this moment march Sour. 24th no not i don't great. feel great at all not it's feeling just, great yeah i mean you can buy in on rashad bateman for dirt cheap right now and it may be a really good play in dynasty startups because you know the volume's going to be there and he's super talented but man, yeah, it's tough. They Bad just vibes. handled this situation so poor. Like you look around the NFL last couple of years, and you look at you know these up and coming young QBs who you know their front offices go and get them help. You know you got Josh Allen, you know Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. And it's like it just felt like there was like never any attempt to get him like serious help at the wide receiver one position. No. And yeah, now we're going into where they're gonna have to sink fifty, sixty million into the cap on him. You completely wasted his rookie QB deal which you know as a, it's a gold mine it's an absolute gold mine in today's NFL and I don't know we'll see yeah it's he can easily still be a top five QB in fantasy you know be, uh, because of the rushing like when Lamar's on it's like Lamar's on you it's it's awesome it's you know it it's QB one like whenever he wants to flip the switch but um yeah that supporting cast stinks and this whole situation is just it's really bizarre. Um, I've never really seen anything like this. Yeah. You got any more stock downs before we get um, here? Yeah, I'll do one more. Um, we, I know we touched on Devontae Adams a little bit, um, just kind of yeah. dabbling into that offense. I think I was really high on Jacoby Myers coming into the offseason. I thought I was yeah. really interested in seeing where he landed. I honestly thought like like maybe the Bears were a spot, just like somewhere that needed a wide receiver one that was like really lacking um because i thought he really excelled in page it in the patriots offense because he was that clear dude um you know target share he was easily the best guy there and going to the raiders just just doesn't feel very good for his fantasy purposes um you know 
Jimmy no. G is, you know, like we know what Jimmy G is. He's a, a fine NFL quarterback, but, you know, you're going to be behind Devontae Adams, who's going to command handful of targets like is he going to even get more targets than Hunter Renfro like there's just like there's no telling what his like fantasy upside is and for that reason like he's plummeted down my draft board personally um really not someone I'm going to be targeting very highly um if you can get him in the late rounds you know someone that's kind of just like a, a flyer at this point um yeah you're banking on yeah injury, it's because right? like, like or Devontae Adams hates playing with Jimmy G and just says just yeah because you right? know like I just don't see a world where like he's a wide receiver two, even a wide receiver three in fantasy football with Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Jimmy Jesus quarterback. So that was that was a bummer. Um, you know, I think for like the Raiders offense purposes, like good get. Um solid wide receiver two next to um uh, Devontae there on the outside, but for fantasy, uh I'm kinda out on, on Jacoby Adams. Or uh, could be Myers. Yeah, and 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 then Devonte. I don't know how Devonte finishes top five next year. I don't I see that little... world either. Um, he's gonna have to get his yak numbers way up. I mean, he caught fourteen touchdowns last year. He had nine touchdowns yeah, over twenty plus yards. Like efficiency wise, I don't know how you repeat that even with Derek Carr. Yeah, because right? we know Jimmy's not the best like you know, deep ball thrower. Um, like 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 Devonte in terms like like contested catches, you know, down the field, he's as good as anyone there. And it's just like, I don't think Jimmy's giving him the same opportunities. So it's Devontae's going to have to be a volume monster out of the slot, which he totally yep. can. Right. But again, volume monster out of the slot screams Amon Ross St. Brown, not Devontae Adams. And while we love both players, one is wide receiver one and one is wide receiver eight, nine, 10, which are great. Yep. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah, I think I'd rather have Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that offense in general is going to be one that I um, tread careful. Like that's going to be about value for me. It's like where, where can I get them? I'm Josh. I'm not overpaying. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, absolutely. That's um, great. They're gonna run but, the ball. They're gonna run yeah, the ball like Devonte for the price that he was last year. Like I wouldn't do it. Um, we'll see though. It's I don't know. Yeah, that offense in general, you could put them all stock down aside from uh, Josh Jacobs, in my opinion. Yeah, that is it. Fantasy stock up, stock down. Aiden, we covered a lot of good stuff. We barely talked about the Bears. We didn't talk about DeAndre Swift. Good for us. I we thought about uh, it. I didn't talk about Khalil. <laughs> I didn't talk about Khalil Herbert, uh, which is good. I probably have already hit, uh, hit yeah. my Khalil Herbert quota for the month of March. This is going to be fun, and we have the NFL draft yeah. coming up. This is going to be great. the The Bears are going to win the draft. It's going to be yeah. We've got a month probably. left, but until then, yeah, we've got another month to just. Uh... You know, keep debating these bargain bin ads and how it's going to actually transform fantasy football. So, um, yeah, we the Odell Beckham recruitment will end hopefully in the yeah, next week or so. He can't yeah, keep yeah. getting away with this gift. Like it has to stop. It, it <laughs> just someone sign him. Aaron, move. Let's. I want to stop talking about both Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And thank you everybody for tuning in. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify and Apple. If you haven't left a review, go ahead and do it. If you like fantasy football, football in general, share us with your friends. Share us with loved ones. Come on. We're not giving away any secrets just yet. You can keep us as your edge going into draft season. It's okay. Um, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know what to do. At RTM Fantasy. If you're still listening, we appreciate you. RTM wouldn't be anything without you. 
Go touch some grass, please. Go hug a loved one. Enjoy your weekends. Aiden, thanks for joining, man. We uh, we always appreciate it. No worries. It. Thanks as always, Sean. Always a pleasure. All right, man.